All right. So uh, it's time for a little podcast session. You know what I'm saying? It's time for oh, a yeah, podcast baby. with the boys. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm M. Tashed. Uh, this is Cacus, um, and this is Trivang. You don't have to introduce yourself. I'll do it. Oh, are you? Okay. I'm going to interrupt you today. You know how I like <laughs> to hear himself talk. Um, oh, my God. Today is episode 32, and we've got a lot of stuff. Honestly, I'm actually jazzed about this episode because it feels like there's some meaningful things to talk about. We're not just, just picking trash out of the trash, trash pile. <laughs> Like we all of the 31 that, episodes. Yeah. We literally never do that. Every topic, <laughs> slam it. Every topic, banger, okay? All right, Non-stop bangers. That is uh, subject to opinion. <laughs> but uh, one quick thing before we get in the episode, I just wanted to do a quick thank you because we had a bunch of super chats the other day that just didn't show up. We couldn't read them. So I want to go rifle them off really quickly. We had a $10 from Devin Carr. Uh, hey, absolutely love you all. Thank you so much. Steven Mendoza with a five, a two, a five, and a five. And then another five. He was just saying bangers all day. Uh, Akeem Dyer with a uh, $10 donation. Do you think double primaries will ever, ever be useful in the Crucible? We actually, I think we, we saw this we, when we, we talked talk, about it. Yeah, I saw, uh, yeah, Devin Carr, Edward Bender. And then here's the thing. There was two of them right at the very end. We didn't even, we didn't even get a chance to respond to them. Uh, we got Akeem Dyer with another one, and then Nate Dog with a thirty dollar uh, Australian thanks, dollar Nate. donation. My shout out or uh, my shout out for a drink. Uh, thanks guys for the great content, much appreciated. And then Anoki Ultimatum with a ten dollar. Thank you guys. We miss them. We love you. We appreciate the support. <laughs> now let's get into the content. Okay, that's right. Outriders launched this week. You know, we've yeah. been, well, I, well, a week ago, right? Yep. Yeah. We're, we're a full weekend now. I think we, when we did last our live stream, if I remember correctly, it was like one day before the official launch. It was Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I think they officially launched Thursday. And That's we right. had been playing it a little bit early. Right. We'd have been having fun, but there's a lot of controversy behind this launch because the launch, I think it's undeniable, did not go well. Like, right. And a lot of people are really negative about this because obviously when you have like a new IP, there's a lot of eyes on this. There's a lot of eyes in this game. A lot of people don't know what to think. And then like servers crash. If you thought the Destiny servers were bad <laughs> at, at a launch, right? Like no, like I thought it was nothing could get more annoying than seeing your place in a queue go up. And you're like, that's not what a queue does, Bungie. Like that's literally the <laughs> the point of a queue how do you make it like queue number go backwards right so that was fresh you thought that was frustrating the outrider servers were down not just for like a day multiple days yeah off the it, was long. A, it was a long stretch there and a lot of technical issues as well they had a stuttering issue for the first couple of days that that has since been fixed if you, yeah. you can when you go to launch you can launch direct x11 completely fix it for me but there's a couple crashes. of major things have not been fixed. The crashes is one of them. Yeah, There's a lot of crashes. You can't, as far as I know, you can't play crossplay, or at least if you do, there's a good chance you're going to get disconnected. We tried to play crossplay, like yeah. me and TV. I was so excited to finally get to play with Devastator. Uh, nope, uh, didn't work. So that is just, it's really an interesting topic because on the one hand, a lot of people are upset that obviously they didn't get to play the new game they just bought. On the other right. hand, the people who have got to play it, from what I've seen, there's been a lot of positivity. A lot of people have a positive. lot of fun with the game. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're pissed off because they like it so much. So it's like... And they can't they play it. That's exactly, right. They want to be playing it. Um, I know, Ryan, you're having an absolute blast with it, right? I've got like I've got over 60 hours in it already. <laughs> He's grinding. <laughs> I think I'm right behind you at like 50 something because I was I started a new character like I've been grinding. Yeah. But a lot interestingly though, a lot of people are also saying that they appreciate that even though these things are going wrong, that and now in our this is just something I've seen in our modern day and age, right? With just how many launches go like this, like you know, every Destiny launch, you're getting kicked off. It's contacting right. Destiny servers, right? It it very rarely goes smoothly. So a lot of people have been saying, you know what? I actually really appreciate the developers for being really transparent. And yeah. they're always on Twitter saying it's gone wrong. You're updating. They acknowledge everything right away. And yeah. something to that effect, I actually, the last video I put out was at a sponsored video from Outriders. So they paid me to make the video, but they just said, hey, kind of just give us your thoughts. Like go wild. And the video is literally the first part I'm bashing them. I'm like, you can't even play because of the servers or whatever. And I and I submitted it. I was like, we'll see what happens. And they're like, it's, it's good. <laughs> they, yeah, they're like, it's fine. Which 
I, I want to say like, obviously if they would have been like, no, you can't say these things. Th I probably just wouldn't have ever posted it. Right. Like I'm not the type of person who's going to like lie for a sponsorship, but I was surprised and also really impressed that they were like, we're not going to shy away. We know, like we know our servers are having issues, right? We know there's issues going on. They're not trying to pretend like everything's fine, which yeah. a lot of other developers. So we, we, I mean, we talked about the call of duty crossbow accidentally going live they didn't even talk about it for like six right. hours right it's just like outriders has been has been quite transparent which has been good right yeah, do you absolutely. think do you think that outriders is better than anthem at launch 100 percent. oh undeniably yeah me because, too. Yeah. yeah because the reception of the game so far has been overwhelmingly positive i mean some people are like this isn't my thing and that's totally fine but there is a lot of positive press about this game out there right now. You got even like some really critical pe people who are generally very critical of games and are kind of hard on them, especially at launch. People like Paul Tassi, people like Skill Up, who are always just like, I'm totally candid. That's my thing. Here's what I'm feeling. And they've got a lot of game experience to back up, you know, their their initial thoughts and feelings about games. And they're both like very positive about this game. I've seen a lot of positivity from generally negative people. The game's being received really, really well. In fact, it was it was in um, it was in the top ten for peak concurrent player base on Steam this week for what like three days in a row with like a uh, up near one hundred fifty thousand concurrent Steam players. And speaking of that, it had a higher peak concurrent player base than Borderlands Three ever did. Ever so Borderlands and the two. Borderlands Three release and two and two. Yeah. Well, two obviously two was so long ago, like a decade right, ago. Right. Yeah, but like. When I, I honestly am flabbergasted by that. Like, I actually can't believe that. Like, Borderlands 3 was so hype. And that was during the days where the servers were having issues, by the way. Uh, that was during yeah. that stretch. Yeah. See, here's yeah, the thing. They've gone up. They've gone up because now since the servers have finally opened up, like, more and more people are actually coming on and playing. Mm. I, I kind of feel bad for them because I do think it's better than Anthem, but because the servers have been down, everyone's complaining and saying, like, oh, yep. is this Anthem 2.0? Yep. And, like, how many people are in the Twitch chat saying, like, is this worth $60? Is this Anthem? And, you know, I think it is much better. The end game, 10 times stronger. Um, I'm not well, saying Outriders is amazing, but, like, Anthem's end game was ass. The looting systems in Anthem were pretty ass. Like, you were, sh what were we doing the one day? Shooting that golem. And like, like trying to <laughs> yeah. farm this golem happy, for like yeah. for like ten hours I, trying to get legendary. I don't think the anthem loot system was that bad. The problem was like so much of it was glitched out, and so it didn't work. You'd put together yeah. like an amazing synergy. You'd have this tricked out amulet. You're like, oh, I'm so powerful, and it wouldn't even work properly, right? So like that that was the issue. There's more like glitches like that where stuff wasn't working properly. Uh, in, in Outriders, it is different, and the synergies, dude. So like, and I said this in my video, but like, holy crap. It is a breath of fresh air that the devs are literally like, go wild. Like, there seems to be no concern with what might be overpowered in Outriders. Whereas, right. like, Destiny is, like, sunsetting weapons because they're too good. Oh, you're having fun? Nerfed. You like this? Nerfed. We're <laughs> taking away half the game. You idiots can only get one buff, one debuff, right? Whereas Outriders, dude, I played a Technomancer and I blasted through the campaign because I just used... I. What you can actually do is transfer some weapons over in the stash. So you get some guarantee. You dismantle them on your new character. So you get some guaranteed perks. Yeah. So you just use the uh, twisted rounds. And then there's a perk where if you get a kill with twisted rounds, you get 40% of the ammo back. Or you right. can have a, a weapon perk where if you get a kill on the last 35%, you get all your magazine back. Well, with an LMG, you literally never run out. Uh, not twisted rounds. Toxic rounds. You literally yeah, never run out of toxic it. rounds. That's right. I beat the whole game. Just, just <laughs> crapped on everyone with toxic rounds. I never reloaded. I was like, how? And again, coming from a Destiny background, you know that they would be like, you only get five shots of toxic rounds and it goes away and recharges for three minutes, right? It's a <laughs> breath of fresh air that they're like, do whatever you want. Uh, Combine these it, ridiculous man. synergies. Yeah. Counterpoint, yeah. counterpoint, counterpoint. Absolutely. Toxic rounds, anomaly rounds, great. Most skill builds absolute dog meat if you go into the higher world tiers now ryan i uh, shut up i see your face <laughs> oh my devastator build is working devastator's fine because it has some built-in healing with like uh with uh tremor or whatever and, i don't run tremors and, and i well okay <laughs> are you using golem though to reduce the damage by 65 percent 
Well, of course you're using well, Golem. Co- I know, I, that's what I'm saying, though, is if you run around as a trickster and you're like, I'm going to whirlwind, you're dead. You're not a I'm tank do- as a trickster. That's no, not what you do. No, but that's the thing, is you can't use your abilities on a lot of the classes and, and do ability builds. It's, it's, it's just very unbalanced in a lot of cases, and I, it's kind of, I was starting to play Are the you game. researching the builds really well? You know about, like, the Firestorm builds? The Twisted Rounds build on Trickster is so much fun. Get get the Bulwark, because it has bleed rounds, and you get uh-huh. Vampiric Meg, so every kill that's bleeding enemy right. gets 50% of your magazine back. Unlimited Twisted Rounds! And I know it. I get your point, though. The round base, like the stuff that busts so your good. gun, They're so are good. so it is so ridiculously good, because the guns themselves are so powerful. And yeah. the fact that you can take an exotic perk and put it on another gun is I did that. You know that random shotgun where if you hit someone, they float into the air. Yeah. Uh huh. I got two of them randomly on my Technomancer. So I took the perk. I put it on an LMG. I'm literally <laughs> spraying everybody, and they're all floating, dude. Bosses <laughs> are floating in the air. I'm like, this game's a freaking joke now. I'm literally just gunning this guy down as he's floating in the air. But again, yeah. it's like kind of refreshing. It's like it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just like go wild, get some insane synergies. Yeah, and a lot of those things, it's like it's it would be easy to criticize and say like, well, but does that does that make it too easy? And quite frankly, the answer is no, because they have this excellent, excellent system for customizing the difficulty level of your game with the world tier uh, system and then the expedition tiers as well. Because those builds like that are they're kind of fun and silly if you're playing casually, but if you take that into like a tier ten to fifteen expedition. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to be all that useful. I did it. At tier 15? <laughs> yeah, tier 15 trickster build. You think I'm some kind of casual here? We're in tier yes, 15, Yes, that's baby. literally what we all think. We all oh. literally think that. Well, you no, shouldn't. But, but I, like, uh, I, I, I love it. Good. I think the game is definitely fun, but I personally have been like a little turned off by some of the jankiness and like the fact that the second I swapped from like bottom tree trickster to top tree and like anomaly rounds, it was like, oh my God, this is like three to four yeah. times easier. And I made a video talking about world tiers and stuff. But like, if you go in the world tiers too fast, like your, your abilities aren't going to keep you up. Don't your need your damage is going to, is going to tank. And every comment is like, you're an idiot. I I'm playing at max world to with my anomaly rounds. And I'm like, ah, there he is. And like, oh, I'm using my toxic rounds. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know you are. I know you are because they're that good it's a weird disconnect between the scaling of the weapons because you're getting your weapons to drop and it feels like those have a lot of damage and then you stack the anomaly rounds on and it's just, I don't know, I think they need to also like look at like, okay, so like Earthquake gets bonus damage. I think they need to just up that like 30, yeah. 40%. So you're you're not having to use two abilities all the time to kill an enemy or or whatever. It just seems like they're, the ratios need a small adjustment for those builds to be up front and like on par because right now if you're speed running through those and you're trying to get the best rewards it's all about speed and if i can kill it three times faster just headshotting it with it with anomaly rounds it's like ah kind of get yeah i i agree but i i think that you got to remember that certain uh uh abilities certain perks scale with level so like if you have a a perk that's like added four thousand weighted knife or like the the knife damage Mm -hmm. If you level that piece of gear up, it's going to go to 4,500. And if you level it up, it's going to go to 5,000. So like a lot of like weapons, you need like whatever your max gear score is, you want a weapon of that max gear score because it's so right. important for DPS. But if you that that is a downside of running an abilities build, then you're going to need like multiple of your armor sets with those perks to be maxed here to be. So hopefully they can go in and adjust some things and balance some stuff. I think another super dumb thing, if I'm being honest, is if you're doing those drop pod missions, you know how if you do a few, you get drop pod resources and then it lets mm-hmm. you, it unlocks other ones. We have to pay drop pod resources to do them. The ones that you have to pay, they don't give any better rewards. They give the exact same rewards than if you do one. So why would I pay for one <laughs> if it doesn't give me any different rewards? As far as I know, if they do, they don't say it anywhere. And that, it doesn't feel like it when you do do them. That's like the world tier system. Like, why would I make it 10 times harder and get the exact same experience per enemy killed? Because like, you get more legendary drops. Yeah, though, and that's right? fine. That but it's just like, yeah. why? Like, like I feel well, like there's some that's weird that's a good point. You know? That is a good... Dude, when I, yeah, I got true. to the final boss, I got to the final boss, and I was slaying everything with my Technomancer. I got to the final boss, and I was like, all right, I had some trouble. I was like, 
I dropped it down to world tier two. I was like, I don't give a crap. And it just beat it in two seconds. And I'm like, I'm not even going to get legendaries from this guy because it like goes right into a cutscene, and you don't even get rewards, really. You get a guaranteed legendary at the end of the campaign because there's but a I chest waiting for you. I think you get that later. Or no, I got that chest, no. but I turned my world tier back up. The thing is, though, is you can bring gear to like your max the... level, right? And I feel like it's not too expensive. Like, you definitely need to farm... But I was watching um, like that solid FPS guy, and he had a level of nine gun that he had farmed in the um, in the demo. Yeah, and he was like leveling it up, and he was like thirty two, thirty two, thirty two titanium, and he had like forty thousand. I know he's like been farming a ton, but he brought it up, and like compared to the resources he had, it was pretty minuscule. So you know, the nice it thing does is get yeah go does ahead, get go ahead, really expensive it does like, get yeah, very when you expensive. get to level 50 yeah right but actually when you get to level 50 the best strat is kind of to look for blue gear that has perfect stats like you want like weapon life leech bonus fire or like whatever and then you increase it to purple and you get a choice between three perks so right. you can find like a good perk and then like it, it's easier than getting a uh, legendary where it's like you have to have two good perks or one guaranteed good perk so and the perfect stats so which is nice cuz you can kind of craft your way up there yeah um, it actually gives because, but so yeah anyways no we're it's just we're getting like into the details of like the grind the nitty gritty yeah. yeah yeah but it's like these are only problems that are going to come up after you've spent 50 hours 40 hours playing the campaign getting all the way leveled up getting to tier 15 then you're going to notice some of these problems and they're easily fixable problems Right? Right. Yeah. Just like do a couple buffs and nerfs, adjust some damages somewhere, and then you have abilities builds that are cracked. Now, if you look at Outriders, kind of one of the final things I wanted to bring up is if you're looking at Outriders, do you think that it's going to have an audience long term like the Division would or like a Destiny? Or is That's it going to be, question. is it going to be people play it, they love it, it's awesome, and then they put it down? Dude, it's that's a great question because like views wise, it's. I, if I put out an Outriders video, it does okay at best. You know, it's not doing that well. And it's like, it's kind of annoying. You get the people like, oh, just go back to Destiny. You know, you're not even getting good views. It's like, what am I going to post in Destiny? What? What, like a GM guide where I recommend using the same freaking gear for the last, that I did for the last GM and the last yeah. GM because it's all the same crap. You know, like, what am I going to, like, so I'd rather play something new, but it is like, it, it's not. It's popular, but it's not like absolutely banging. You know, it's not like we're talking about a Grand Theft Auto here. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's this is you when you beat the game, you're kind of done. When you get to the top of the end game, you're kind of dumb. Done. There's no like this is not a, a live service. And in some ways, that's refreshing because it's like you're not drip fed content. You just actually, you know, it's like you get the whole burger and the fries. Bungie gives you the burger and then it gives you one fry at a time for like eight weeks, right? Mm -hmm. it, it is kind of nice to have the whole product, but on the other hand, once you're done, you are kind of done. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah. Well, I think it hits a different. I think it scratches a different itch. I don't think that everything needs to be a hobby game. You know what I mean? Not everything needs to be a hobby game like Destiny, where you're you're logging in every week to do your weeklies and and stuff like that and get those banged out. It's kind of refreshing every now and then to just have a game that's like, here's what it is. Take it at your own pace, you know, in your own time. And there is a lot of content there. I mean, like I said, I'm 60 hours into the game and I still have a lot to do. I'm not I'm not at my... I've been kind of going slow, too. I'm a bit of a completionist. So um, I'm working on my, my legendary sets so I can get set bonuses, which they're, they're kind of okay. None of them are too incredible, but it's just kind of a thing I'd like to do. But I'm I'm not even at the max expedition tier yet, and I'm 60 hours in. Like, there's there's plenty of content. It's gonna take you a fair amount of time, and for the price tag, I think it's totally worth it because the experience. I've I've not regretted a single one of those 60 hours. They've all been fun. To yeah. me, it's honestly cheap entertainment. So I'm totally okay with it. I mean, I'm doing the Apex grind every week. I'm doing the Destiny grind every week. You know what I mean? It's like. It's nice to have something that's just going to be a breath of fresh air every now and then for me. Just I agree. Yes, breath of fresh air, 100% jumped in. I don't think it's catching me, and I don't know why it's not catching me. Um, like, here's the thing, is when a game comes out normally, like, even, like, The Division or Division 2, in my free moments, I was like, I gotta get back on, because I want to get back on. In this one, you know, I was busy helping my brother with a condo. He was buying a condo. Congratulations, Dustin. He's got, he's got his first place. <laughs> And, um, you know, I was doing that. I'm doing some renovation stuff. And there has been multiple times where I've had time to play and I'm just not. 
I'm still level 27. I've watched some streams. Like, I'm up to date on it, but I'm like, I'm I challenge just you a little don't want to grind it. Do you, like think, a, do you think a big reason that's the case is because you're a little bit behind and you just like feel like you're behind now? And you feel like there's no point to cover it now because you're too far. Because that was me on Genshin. Mm-hmm. I was like, I will never catch up because the way it's designed, yeah. you can't catch up. I think, I think the big one is Fruit and I were playing. And uh, I mean, the thing is, is when I was doing a lot of that stuff away from content, the servers were down. So I actually didn't miss that much. But we started playing and I was like, I just want to check something quick. And I swapped from bottom tree to top tree. And it was so much easier. I was like, ugh, it almost killed the game for me. And I know that there's other builds you can do. And when I get more abilities, that's cool. But it was such a stark contrast from using my whirlwind and my vorpal blade to using anomaly rounds that I was like, damn, it, it just felt really dirty to me it was so strong that i was like the gamer in me that wants to get to end game i'm going to abuse this and and then it took a little bit of the the fun factor away for me so i don't know it just it just not grabbing me the same way uh and like with path of exile and stuff which we'll talk about later like i find myself wanting to grind and like checking all the loot and in this game i don't know what it is it's i don't know if it's the enemies are boring to me like i don't know if it's the i don't know i like using abilities but popping a bunch of enemies with my Vorpal Blade, it started getting repetitive by the end of the campaign for me. But I don't know. It's funny, though, because like that's part of the, the part of the reason I like it is because, you know, you mentioned like it's like the, the division or whatever. It, I got back into the I, I mentioned I got back into the division by the time Genshin was going. One of the reasons I had to kind of stop playing is because it rolled onto a new season and like Destiny Star. And it's like, I don't have time for two live service games. Yeah. Like Division is like, you got to grind 100 hours to, to do everything. You know what I mean? I don't have time for that. And and Path of Exile was the same way. I, on your recommendation, I started playing Path of Exile. I played a crap ton over like three days, got to the end game. Like three, like about a week, I was level 80 or whatever it was, right? And then I started to realize, and I started to look up guys and like, how to craft your gear i'm like this is going to take hundreds of hours which is fine if that's your main game but Mm -hmm. because destiny is my main game it's like i don't have time for this and that's why i kind of prefer that outriders is like this somewhat simple package it's i think it's fun but and it's over when it's over and it's not going to drag you along for months right Mm -hmm. and i actually like it because of that yeah that's that's fair but if you are looking for a new main game, then that's a negative, right? If you are like, I I quit Destiny, I'm done with it. I want a new Destiny-like game. You're going to pr- probably have fun in Outriders up to a point, then you're going to be done. So well, it depends, I mean, it depends on what depends. you're looking for. It also depends on how much game time you have. Like, I got some buddies of mine that, I mean, their game time is kind of limited. They, they work full-time True, jobs. Yeah. They got families. And so their game time is kind of limited. So for them, a game like Outriders, even to do 60 hours of gameplay, while for me, it took a week, for them, it might take it might take two months. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, and I think we kind of really got a little bit off topic, because the original in, the interesting topic was like, it's so interesting watching this game. And, and even Tash, you said it didn't grab you. But this is not like a terrible game, right? right. When it functions, it functions well crashes usually the crashes have something to do with people joining you i've found or like you starting a multiplayer game some where if you're actually in the fray in my experience everything works fine enemies are floating in the air and blowing up and crazy stuff is happening and it still works fine right and it's like you watch it but because it had these server issues it's like people who aren't playing the game are like trash game right it's like new anthem new anthem bro and it's like those people we talked about last time it's like the people who like even with Anthem, never played Anthem. They just wanted it to fail because it was yeah. EA, right? Yeah. It's EA and it's got to fail. And I watched a YouTube video saying there's going to be loot boxes, which was a complete lie. And then it has <laughs> these issues. And then they're like, I told you, I told you. I get, there is like a actually pretty dedicated group of people that actually played Anthem. And we're like, I had fun. I had fun for multiple hours, like 40, 50 hours. I got to the end game, got bored, stopped playing. I don't hold a weird resentment against the game really unfortunate they never got like anthem next going i feel like that would have actually been really good but mm-hmm. i would recommend is, this game over anthem any day of the week i think it's a, a more solid like complete experience i think anthem yeah. had honestly i think anthem had more potential i and i'm i'm sticking to it i think if they would have like got that end game under control fixed a few things i i really liked certain aspects of anthem 
But well, that's... Anthem Anthem got canceled. But that puts us yep. into our next topic because Genshin mm. Impact getting canceled? Question mark. Yeah, there take was, it uh, away. Dan. Yeah, right. you you're the one who randomly looked fire. on Twitter. Yeah, Hashtag so cancel Genshin. Boycott Genshin. Boycott um, Genshin. So this is for multiple reasons. The the number one reason, and this is the one that that got um, the most hype, was uh, kind of. Uh, racist tones for multiple different things so one of the ones is they're talking about whitewashing characters and in the descriptions of a lot of the characters so kaya uh, a lot of different characters um, describe him as exotic and like that's kind of like a what do you mean exotic he's a person and yeah he's got a different skin tone but like why is he exotic and there's just like a few different references throughout there's a lot of reading you'd have to do to, to kind of find all of them and they're not maybe directly said in game, but in a lot of the lore and the kind of the character details, it, it makes references like that. And then another one is, um, there's a girl named Shinyan and she's like whitewashed. Like people are saying like, she's like super whitewashed because there was pictures of her before and she was much darker. And then when they put yeah. her in game, like she's like essentially white, like they, they like made her a little bit more tan and people are like, why did you do that? Because that's not what she was supposed to look like. And there's all these little things that are starting to come to light and people are saying, this is a little weird. But the biggest one, the one that is actually enraging a lot of players is the Hilly Churls, which are, are kind of the basic enemies in the game. Uh, they had like a dev like a dev blog thing and it showed them editing and, and working on the Hilly Churls. And right beside it is like a Native American uh, footage of, of, of like a tribal dance. And they're like, whoa, like oh, no. you're you're mimicking these hillichers off of like a Native American dance, like tribal dance. Like, why are you doing that? And they've got some tribal masks, all these different things. And it started causing a lot of outrage in the community. People were coming out saying that they were offended. And, you know, this is very tone deaf. Like, why would you be doing this? And then it got even worse because then they started making comments about uh, pedophilia. So uh, one of the characters in the game... He's like, you know, 20 years old, 20, 25 looking years old. He's got like a little beard and he's making comments about this girl uh, named Flora and how he's going to profess his love and he wants to take her on a date. Well, Flora is like a six year old girl in game. And it, everyone's like, what the hell? Why is he saying these things? It's super, super creepy. Uh, it turns out that, you know, the model for Flora, she actually was yeah. an adult back in the beta, but they didn't change the, the the voice line. So there's a lot going back and forth. People are showing screenshots, and and then you know there is a, a little bit of of debate on on how bad is it. But there there there's kind of like a a rising concern that maybe the Genshin creators are um, a little sus, a little sus, and people are calling for boycott of the game and. Uh, huh. Yeah, I'm even seeing it's an like oversight, all my videos. but it's a pretty big oversight. It is, and yeah. you know the the change of a Shinyan, they 100% change her skin tone, and it's like, why? Why did you do that? And um, I don't know. It, it's weird, and maybe it's a cultural thing too, because like they are from yeah. like China. Like Mihoyo is like a Chinese company. Well, yeah, like the Chinese Communist Party does not have the best track record for being tolerant. Right. I can't say anymore. We'll get taken. Literally, we'll get taken down. But do a quick Google search about what's going on in China. Like, there's real bad stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and I'm not saying MiHoYu is well. I mean, if they're operating out of China, they're, you know, they've got to play ball with the Chinese Communist Party because it's a totalitarian regime. Right. So it's it's whatever they want to happen happen yeah. so it's bizarre definitely a different a different environment over there and i mean even just like the player base is getting really tired because there's nothing to do in game and like a lot yeah. of content That's... creators are kind of switching to where it's like damn they're like this game is so, really falling apart so so that's uh so that's something kind of interesting uh is that like a lot of these complaints while very valid it they kind of i when i was looking up you know at looking up this stuff it was like these complaints and then always put on was also like predatory prices and like predatory chances and so it, it seems like it's kind of like a culmination of all these yeah, things where issues, yeah. people are getting upset about this game they just keep adding characters character and character and character to get more money and not adding any meaningful content the content they right. do add is is tone deaf in this regard and stuff like that. So I mean, just people are like kind of building up this frustration. 
it and, seems like. And you know, the craziest thing is the amount of business emails I get because I've wished on some people's accounts in the past and everything. The amount of people begging me to wish on their account almost out of like seeming seemingly like desperation because they can't get the characters they want because of this gotcha system. Like every day I log into Discord and some people have found my name and have Discord messaged me saying like, can you wish on my account, please? Like the amount of begging in Genshin because people feel helpless yeah. is insane. It, it's, it, it's insane. Man, that's rough. And um, I don't know. It, it makes you wonder like when is the breaking point? Because it has been dead for a long like there's been nothing to do and i've been milking it i understand i've been milking it and like <laughs> you know there's no other games that are really catching me because when it's good it's great and when there is combat activities it's amazing and i love building a team but even the recent updates they were like mario party light there was like shoot the balloons out of the sky and then there was oh like, my there was like a fall guys thing it was this whole event and it was like two weeks long no combat like hardly like almost no combat and it's like I have spent days and days and weeks right. and weeks farming artifacts. Perfecting so I, my build. Yeah. Exactly. So I can hit 100,000 damage with my ability on Diluc. Where am I supposed to use that? And I feel like I'm a crazy person bringing it up all the time. Like there's, It's like a combat exploration game with no combat or exploration. Like Once you've done that first little bit... They're just throwing like mini games and like a dating simulator. They added a dating simulator where you like go on these little like little side quests with characters and and there's different you know paths you can do and it's fine. And I understand that you know people that like anime probably really like that. But I'm like this. I didn't sign up for this. And I kind of said if they don't add Actually, combat soon, I have to quit. I have to quit because this isn't the game I signed up for and I thought it was. I thought mm -hmm. it was an RPG game, but it isn't. So. It's weird. I'm canceling the game. People are canceling the game. Like, it's, it's they, crazy. They actually added a dating simulator. Yes. Like, where you go... Okay, hold on. So, <laughs> let's say you go... Let's say you pick uh, a, a male character, and you go, and you, like... What is there, like, a like speed dating? Do you... It's like a... They're called hangouts. Explain this. They're called hangouts. So, like, you would go up to Bennett and be like... He'd be like, "Hey, you're the you're the guy Monstat. Like, I heard you you saved the city." And then it's like, "Yeah, man, I did." And it's like, "My name's Bennett." And then you'd go, and you'd like go on like a little hangout. And some of them are like maybe a little bit more datey than the others, um, yeah. but it's mostly just like, yeah, it's kind of like going on. Can like you a do little... it like in between like two playable characters, or is it just a playable character with an NPC? It would it would always be like your main character goes on the date with one of the in-game characters. So like Bennett or, or uh, Noel. Oh, which so not. So just like the main character of the, of the game. Yep. Yeah. No, Whether you're the like male gamer. or the female, and then you've got okay. like four characters that you can go on a date with. So oh, the, okay. the characters that everyone is simping on, like, uh, are not in. No, with the girl, like the, that's where you go. You go. Oh, hey, D. Luke, and yeah, can we hang yeah. out. They're not all in the game yet. I mean, like, honestly, it's kind of smart because, like, let's be honest, Genshin Dating Simulator was like someone in their basement. It was developing that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they right. beat him to oh. the punch. The the audience for Genshin is very weird. I'm not gonna lie, it is it is a little weird, and they are like really? they are like crazy simps for the game. And if you critique <laughs> the game, if you critique the game, they're like, no, like have you ever thought that maybe it's a gotcha game and like they don't want all this end game? And it's like, okay, well then I don't want to play. Like it, then it's <laughs> not it's not for me. But people will defend at the edge of the earth, and it's like, oh, guys, well, yeah, because there's 17 girlfriends are in that game. Yeah. And it's like, I spent $4,000 on this Two. team. They'll make it good <laughs> eventually. The Luke. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. I mean, I think people are up in arms, but that's pretty much it for the Genshin Impact topic. All right. Yeah. Interesting. It, it really does seem like a culmination of like all this crap that people are like really sick of. Yeah. Um, so hey, real quick, after our next topic, we're going to do yes. our typical advanced GG. Um, With a surprise. But there's a surprise. We're going to do a giveaway. Uh, the, inf the information on that giveaway we'll, we'll talk about after this next topic. But there's some pretty cool news that came out today. Well, I, I thought it was pretty cool. 100 Thieves. It's a Nate shot. The owner of 100 Thieves came out today um, in video format announcing that uh, he's going to have two co-owners of 100 Thieves now, uh, Valkyrie and Courage. And um, that was really cool. I mean, honestly, you think about how much, how much weight Nate shot has to carry as like the sole owner, right? Of of hundred thieves. Think about how how diverse they are now. Well, they've got Drake of, too, right? 
like who who yeah who's in 100 thieves they've got their whole um they got their their hands in a lot of different pots right in the competitive side of things and then beyond that just content creators in general that are signed with them living in their facilities all that stuff like i'm so clueless this i don't really pay attention to this stuff but like was was courage and and valkyrie already part of 100 thieves before they're already part of they're promoted from within yeah so a a little bit of a little okay, bit cool. of backstory here. So, like, Courage used to be with MLG way back in the day, right? That's how he and Nate Shot met, right? Because Nate Shot was a competitive COD player way back when. So they kind of had a bit of a history there. And um, they had chatted about 100 Thieves a long time ago and what that could look like for them both to be involved in it. And um, Courage ended up doing his own thing for a long time. Nate Shot did his own thing. Nate Shot started 100 Thieves. Courage then ended up moving into the 100 Thieves you know, house with them and living with them for a while before uh, joining. And now, you know, they've been great buds for a long time. Now he's been in a hundred thieves for a while now. And now a co-owner Valkyrie had a, she's honestly just a, I don't want to say rags to riches, but it's like, um, she started out just a GameStop worker. And now she is literally the most influential female streamer period. Double like, did you see the thing today? Pokemains. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they posted like at the analytics and it was like double She's Pokemon. like 12.8 yeah. million watch out. Like it's crazy. Do you think some of that though is because she's on YouTube? Like this could be kind of like the YouTube versus Twitch of Pokemon versus obviously they're, like, they do different content. But mm-hmm. like we, I remember us talking about Valkyrie uh, hitting record numbers with Among Us, right? uh record concurrent viewers because of youtube and i think if you're looking at pure watch watch time i think youtube is better at bringing in the views could be there might be a little bit more of a sub donation culture on twitch so potentially you make more revenue or are you saying no didn't you see didn't you see the post that they made like they came out with a post youtube uh from youtube the other day youtube is the highest in-app purchase app in the world right now because well, okay. of because of memberships, because of people using the membership feature. But that's just hmm. that's just because it's so much bigger. I'm saying like for a streamer, if you have a streamer with five thousand viewers on YouTube and five thousand oh, viewers like on sub Twitch, to viewer I feel like yeah, if you sure, have five thousand sure. viewers on the same platform, I feel like, and this is just hypothetical, but I just feel like Twitch has more of a a donation subculture. So you're throwing biddies, you're doing all this stuff, right? Hmm. Whereas YouTube is like people make their donations, and 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 and, and that's it. They make their donations. No, not to say that's like not trying to insult any of you guys i'm just saying like they do the donations and then they do the memberships and that's kind of all it offers and it doesn't have biddies and and cheering and and, and this other stuff question mm-hmm. but if the viewership so let's say valkyrie is getting double the viewership of pokimane and that could depend on the game and multiple different features but if she's getting double the viewership she's also going to be getting way more ad revenue probably five times the amount of ad revenue because the cpm on twitch is dog meat it is terrible absolutely terrible yeah so it's like yeah maybe people aren't doing memberships as much but there is super chat right there is super chat better cpm like i've contemplated yeah. going to youtube a few times and i mean ryan you've, you've done some few, i've been some doing a bunch of youtube and... streams it's fantastic yeah. dude like like this is the thing about this is the thing about youtube streams that gives me energy is chat is always moving Whenever I stream on YouTube, like people show up and it's chat is just like do 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 do, and I'm like it just gives me life, Bump you know. Like, ba- I'm bouncing off of comments here and there while I'm playing, and there's like never a dull moment. I end up like ending an eight-hour stream just like like this, like you know what I mean? And like I that's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. So I mean, YouTube has a lot going for it. Their algorithm has obviously been in the works for a long time. It's very well refined at this point. So yeah. I think and that it, I think that the platform does streamers a lot of favors if they already have an existing um, this is a you know viewer base to, to launch off of. This is a huge deal, and it is very important that we have a female head of this major esports argument or co-owner you think of esports yeah you think of like young yeah. men now listen like, i don't yeah. want to chats all like oh just because she's a woman or whatever it's like i know some sometimes push that people do push that narrative uh and it seems unnatural but this is a, a good thing because guess what you guys you want a gamer girl girlfriend <laughs> there's gotta be more gamer girls like there's still something that important to say is like there's still a stigma behind being like a gamer right if you're with 
like if you're at like a family barbecue all right and you tell people they're like oh yeah uh, what's your hobby gaming right you'll be like looked down upon it's weird right where it's like what do you do Rewatch Grey's Anatomy like six times a day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like how's like the office it... for the fifth yeah. time, buddy? It's not like you're doing anything better, but it's like, unfortunately, it's like people would want you. I just I see a, a subgroup of people who like they claim they want you know the gamer girl girlfriend. They want more girls in gaming, but then they're like super negative when there is these girls in gamings, or they they they're say oh she's just there because she's a girl or whatever. It's like dude. You want to be welcoming. The more gamers there are, the better it is than for everyone. Because there's more people in gaming, then there's more revenue for these developers to make better games. There's more, you know, you get uh, a more bump in player base, better matchmaking. It's just literally better for everyone. So it, yeah. I, I think it's a good thing because it's like if you can encourage more girls to get into gaming that's a fantastic thing. Because if you think the stigma is bad for men, it's bad for women as well. Like. It's weird. Like my Absolutely. wife, my wife, like, I'm not a gamer. I never game. Give her Animal Crossing, like eight <laughs> hours straight playing Animal Crossing, right? Sure. And 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 these other games, like she absolutely loves, right? And and it's one of those things where if you get past the stick, and why hasn't she never tried other games? Cause there's a stigma around gaming. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is a hugely positive thing. I want to know what the buy-in was. Like, I want to know what the buy-in was and what percentage. Did they buy 5%? Are they 10% stakeholders? Uh, I can imagine it was pretty big. But, you know, Probably. they're, they're going to profit from... Because they've got, like, mortgage and... Or rocket mortgage and stuff. Like, they've got big sponsors. They're going to get a cut. They're fine. They're fine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It is It is definitely probably, like, a multi-million dollar deal to get a, a stake in 100 Thieves. Because they've done... Um, they've done, like, revenue-generating runs already. Like, they've got investment... And Dude. it's in the excess of like 20 plus million in some of these runs. Oh, so crazy. It, it's not an easy buy-in for them. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's, it's, they, they're sponsored by everyone. It's like, here's the, the cash app headquarters. Here's the Papa, John, Papa John's porta potty outside. We got, we got like, it's all this random crap. Right. We yeah. got the Tostitos toilet in in the Papa John's <laughs> porta John. Like we're ready to go, baby. Uh, yeah. And like, whether you like nature or not, you you have to respect how, they've really been trendsetters. They've really broken the mold for organizations globally in terms of esports teams. And and what being one of the the first organizations to branch out and be like, "Listen, we're not we're not only about playing competitively, we're also about being entertaining and taking on a lot of content creators under their umbrella, you know?" Um I think it's worked out very, very well for them. And they're, they're sort of changing the stigma because it was a lot of times it was sort of like this negative stigma. You see like these org boys and, and people trying to get signed by orgs. It's all about being super sweaty and kind of toxic and that, you know what I mean? Like, I just think they've done, they've done a killer job of redefining what it means to be an esports organization. And, and like, they've really taken it to the next level. And like picking up Valkyrie, amazing pickup because she is such a, like, just like a great content creator over overall, she's played variety and succeeded in variety and like courage. Like he is a good player, but he's not the best player, but his personality, he has one of Chaining, the best yeah. personalities. One oh, of the, yeah. He's constantly on and funny. And, and so, you know, I think that's the meta is like, you don't have to get someone who's going to win a tournament for you. You can do that on the back burner, but you need people that are going to get eyes on the brand. And hundred thieves has been doing that better than a lot. And, you know, some of the other, you know, big esports. Some people picked up like TSM picked up Myth and like Hamlins and all that, and they were really really good players. And you know they need to do that is is pick like the entertaining people that are good players and and, and not focus on what's their kill death ratio. Are they going to win a tournament? They need to be able to do both, especially in this climate. Yeah, it depends on if you want to do. If you want to be, there is organizations that are like we are the tournament winners. We come you 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 match against us you start sweating right mm-hmm. whereas and so there's kind of a different thing i think there's room for 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 it all right, right. i mean in the destiny community like g1 is not really like they're not tournament focused at all as far as i know right it's just about getting creators into this kind of team into this like yeah. uh, space right. that's right so uh do you want to do the giveaway for advanced now oh let's do it baby so if you guys don't know we are sponsored by advanced not gg and if you use code RGH, you can get 10% off your order. Amazing energy drinks. But they've actually given us, it was a $50 store credit? 
$50 store credit. $50 store credit. So we're going to do a giveaway. And it's very easy to enter. Right? Oh, we haven't come up with... <laughs> so, <laughs> we so didn't come up with doing this On the fly, we're going to do a hashtag. So all you got to do is you to go two things. You have to follow the RGH Twitter account. And our at is... What's our at, TV? At RGH Podcast. Yeah, tell you exactly I think it's at, at is. At, I, I know it definitely off the top of my head. I'm just stalling. RGH Podcast. There we go. RGH underscore podcast. RGH underscore podcast. Bingo. That's our Twitter at. And the reason you have to follow us on Twitter is so we can DM you when you win. So do it. Uh, then you have to tweet something with the hashtag. Now we got to figure out what the hashtag is, boys. I'm thinking, uh, I don't know. RG- RGH podcast. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag RGH for life. What's RGH. A great, what's a great. um. What about uh? What was your quote? It that that took off for a while. People were saying it needed to be on a shirt. Do you remember that? Um, what I said? Regulate these nuts. Is that what it was? <laughs> no. Regulate, <laughs> yeah, regulate these nuts. Yeah. I I some of you are. How about are just RGH for life? So hash. Let's start out. We can do regulate these nuts later. So <laughs> you tweet something with hashtag RGH and then the number four and then life. Hashtag yes, RGH for life. I just put it in the chat. Tweet. And if you're like, I don't have a Twitter, it's free. It takes two seconds. You literally make a burner account and tweet it out, and you <laughs> yes. might win $50. Yeah, Why the hell not? Give us a follow. Tweet out hashtag RGH for life, and we will pick the winner in a few days, likely. Definitely, we'll, we'll announce it next uh, episode, next week. And sure. yes, I I've, I have seen all fifty comments so far saying my face cam is blurry. I I literally I just I can't do it. I can't like take a defib over to my router. Discord, so Discord, <laughs> Discord was like, take just we need extra pixels for Rick and Tash. Take <laughs> yeah. him from TV. Take his pixels and give him. Get, yeah, exactly. They're like, get this guy out of here. Dude, These other two need help. Discord's a joke. It changed all the camera things. I can't even do the green screen anymore. It's like, oh, by the way, you can't do that anymore. We just, just refuse. It doesn't flag. make sense, dude. Like you, you literally can't chroma key it properly anymore. Like the, it, I don't know what they changed. Discord spends all of its revenue making like hiring people to make even cringier announcements. It's like, ooh, hashtag ooh woo shwoo woo. You're the Discord partner. Woo woo. The preview of the Microsoft takeover. True. Yeah, exactly. They even they just got a rumor of Microsoft taking over, and then they their quality went to crap. So I want to talk about this one because this one's hype. Go for it. Tomorrow. One of my most anticipated announcements, Path of Exile is going to be announcing potentially their final season for Path of Exile 1. It is just a rumor. They haven't officially said that Ultimatum is going to be their final season, but they're doing a new league uh, coming up soon called Ultimatum that looks pretty fire, and they're going to be doing a big announcement. But they're also going to be doing one of the first announcements since like a year ago showing off Path of Exile 2. This is a second game, new campaign, new end game, new content, new classes. It is a huge brand new game. And uh, I mean, I'm super excited for it. But also, tomorrow, they're doing a technical test, an alpha for Diablo 2, the resurrection, the brand new uh, kind of remade Diablo 2. So we've got an interesting situation here. Path of Exile has been rapidly growing, continuing to grow, and honestly taking the reins over Diablo 3. They're announcing a second game, and I'm really curious, is Path of Exile 2 going to beat Diablo 4? Because it's going to come to market first, people are going to play it and go, damn, this is sick, and mm-hmm. and kind of put Diablo 4 on the back burner. And even the Diablo and- 2 relaunch, it's, it's great, but if you can play the hot new Path of Exile 2 that looks amazing, I'm wondering if it starts taking some major market share. Because I would say, you know, in the back of players' minds, they're still waiting for Diablo 4. Like, everyone's hyped for it. And like I said, you know? with Path of Exile, though, it's such a massive game. And, and Path of Exile 2 will probably not step up the casualness, right? It'll probably be just as hardcore. So, like, sure. that's another interesting thing. If it comes to market first, and then you get super invested in Path of Exile 2, it's like, dude, it took you 500 hours to get this freaking build together, or whatever it is, in, in uh, Path of Exile 2. 
And now, like, are you really going to leave for Diablo 4? Like, I don't know. It's kind of... I think there's no way. There's no way people don't show up for Diablo 4 literally just because it is Diablo. I don't think so. I don't think there's any way in heck they get swallowed up by Path of X. I could be wrong. and might eat those words. But the community across the globe that loves Diablo is... It's there's such a rich heritage there, right? It you is know, a strong a, brand. It's been a trend-setting brand, and is I you can ride on that. True, you can, that's true. You like, can ride on that. Has it's, it been it's too almost long? Like, like has it? It's you been know, so long since the third game. Hold on, hold like on. Ten years. Here's something. Hold on. What if alternate scenario, Tash? Uh-huh. You're not gonna like this. Uh huh. Diablo Four comes along and kills Path of Exile Two, just like when battleborn came out and everyone liked battleborn and then out uh overwatch came was like what's up (laughs) and just destroyed it just because there's so much Uh oh there's we lost it we lost tv like i'm just gonna i i was hoping to just kind of sneak in a quick in and out well, that it was it. not very sneaky. It, it looks was really obvious. And... It looks good. Oh, you're back. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Anyways, but like Battleborn came, people like really actually did like Battleborn, but then Overwatch was so big that it just killed Battleborn. Killed it. Yeah. Like, do you think that's gonna happen with Diablo 4? I don't know. Like, let don't me know. just put put to you this. Uh, most people who are playing Path of Exile 2 are coming from a Diablo background. It, and, but Diablo 3 like has got no really meaningful content for so long. They're sick of Diablo 3. But like they're, I feel like they're playing Path of Exile almost like a, a holdover until Diablo 4. And it could be. And like, you know, I think the biggest thing is like, how long is Path of Exile out? Do they get a couple of huge banger like years out of yeah. it and then Diablo comes? Mm-hmm um but what's the timeline looking for it to release like what are, what's know. the speculation T- tomorrow tomorrow we'll probably have our answer because so it could be this year maybe here's the thing is if the rumors are true and this is the last season of path of exile one we could be looking at three to four months like that would be crazy i don't know about that that would be kind of like that would be shocking to me i think it needs a little bit more time but they might have been going hard on it for a long time and now path of exile is it is way closer than we think. And if that's the case, they're beating Diablo 4 to market by a like year. Years. At least a year. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. But, you know, Diablo 2 technical test, I think that'll be a really big, um, you know, like showcase of how dedicated people are for Diablo. And, you know, if Diablo 2 pops off and gets people, you know, re-falling uh, in love with the brand, Maybe that's enough to sustain it, even when Path of Exile 2 is out. Maybe Diablo 2 is right beside Path of Exile 2, and people are going for the nostalgia of Diablo 2 versus the new Path of Exile. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The one thing mm-hmm. is, you did say, you know, it. what if... I, I would say Path of Exile has a bit of a barrier to entry. It is not the easiest t- game to get into. It does appear that they're making a few changes to that, which would be good. I mean, they've got amazing in-depth crafting, all these different things, but it seems that they're making some changes to the gem system or, or like the skill gem system to make it a little bit more accessible, which is exciting, which is definitely exciting because I think right now Path of Exile has issues in getting new players and like 5,000 pieces of loot dropping. You you literally have to get a loot filter in-game. Yeah, that's weird, There's dude. so much okay, trash that's... that drops and it's like, well, why? Like, it's just, it's just a waste of material like why are you dropping that, five thousand items from an enemy it doesn't make sense that was actually such a weird thing when i started getting into it. it's like you have to i didn't have it at first and it's like you have to download this program to like auto they basically auto delete certain like, pieces of loot sure, and like and, a sorting and the console version automatically comes with this mod pre-installed yeah and i'm like well how the devs just <laughs> All right. what the hell yeah i know i know but I'm definitely excited. I can't wait to see what they say tomorrow. Like you I'm, have access to the alpha. I bet you do. I, I do. don't. What? How, who okay. are you talking to? You didn't get access. Yeah, no. that's pretty embarrassing. Ryan, you yeah. open up. I'm being a barb. Actually, <laughs> I have a question. What is your go-to? Like, if you're playing a game like that, you want like a barbarian, a sorcerer, a rogue. Like, what do you guys I'm like? Ma- I play mage classes. Period. In those games. Right. Period. What about you, Cacus? I. I've been mage classes. I've been the barbarian classes. I've been archer classes. Well, what's your I, favorite? 
probably you like, a, like an elementalist kind of spellslinger build if i'm mm-hmm. casting the big crazy meteorite spells yeah i Those typically i typically like that but there's something satisfying about like leaping in as a barbarian or like whirlwind barb it's just like yeah it's something about just spinning and shredding and watching that i don't know i, I like that remember but, realm royale yes you played, uh, you played that warrior class really i remember one day uh running i ran into you actually yeah i was like i'm gonna play my mage today i'm a mage main and then you literally steamrolled steamrolled me as a uh <laughs> as a warrior when i came across you in those buildings i remember that i don't even think you noticed it was me but i did obviously because i died and it shows right. your name yeah but i i that day i switched and started playing warrior and i was like oh okay yeah and then i got i got hooked on engineer but I got hooked on Engineer mostly because the guy I was playing with, Void, he played mm-hmm. Barbarian. And, and so I would I would do it to support him. He'd kind of dive in and I'd support. And sure. that, that game kept my channel alive like for a bit. The tournament was winnings a fun game, and man. all that, like, it was crazy. It just, they, they completely changed the crafting mechanic, like with the Forge and everything. I've never seen a game yeah. pivot from like the main thing that makes it interesting. Right. And be like, let's just not do that anymore. You want to get rid of that? <laughs> yeah. Because no. that, that was one of the, I hate BR games because I hate the randomness. I hate running into a building and I get a pistol and the other guy's got like a fully stacked M4 and armor. I'm like, well, I hate this. But with Pact of Exiles, like I don't have a weapon, craft it. I don't have armor, craft it. Don't have abilities, craft it. You can always fix those slots and um i mean I, I guess that's the nice thing that warzone does is being able to get your your loadouts called in and everything and kind of after that. a bit though yeah. the reason they have randomness is to help newer players kill because it's like the more skilled players because if the newer player gets the good gun he has a much better chance if right. the higher skilled player gets the good gun well they were going to win that gunfight anyways if they had two even guns true so that's the disparity. Actually, speaking of speaking of that, there there's a lot of outrage over Call of Duty and Warzone because of some power creep and different things going on. And that's like a good example is if everyone's spawning in with like these insane guns that are coming yeah. out with 0.3 time to kill, it's yeah. whoever whoever can camp the hardest or whoever yeah. is going to catch them off yeah. guard. That's yeah, right. this is our last topic and and we'll be quick about it. I just think it's interesting. The reason I think it's so interesting is it, it relates to destiny in a big way because there's there's a big trend right now it's like ha- a hashtag fix warzone and like you you change your clan tag to fix like wz warzone and it's like it's a huge movement right now for call of duty players because they're really upset with the state of the game and part of the reason is because outrageous power creep right like this is what bungie and like it, it was really annoying watching um like it was really annoying watching people pretend like the reason behind sunsetting wasn't like legitimate, right? Like people were kind of hate baiting for easy views and saying like, Bungie's just doing it because they don't don't know how to balance the game. It's like, no dude, like power creep is a real thing. And it's exactly what has happened in Warzone, right? Because the average time to kill with the best guns back when we had like the growl meta and stuff, Mm -hmm. It was like 0.6 something. I'm not exactly sure. But now it's like 0.4. Right. So so the guns now are just killing faster. And it's changed the compl- like entire trajectory of the game. Right? Because now it's like there's a lot more camping. You, you can't run across that street. Because whereas before, you could survive. You'd get across the street before you could die. Now you can't. So... A lot of people are just very upset with that. They're handling it super badly. A lot of people are just like, oh my, there needs to be, we, I said this before, but it's like, you can't wait for, we're so excited for Battlefield because hopefully if they have a competitor, they're fixed it because a lot of the attachments in Warzone do like the exact opposite of what they state. Like it says, increase aim down sights time. It'll like decrease it. And then it'll be like better recoil. It'll add recoil. And people are like, what the frick? Like, it, like what a joke. This is a triple A game. And they're making bank mm-hmm. from these skins so yeah. it's kind of an interesting movement and, and 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 it is interesting to see like p- unchecked power creep where the guns right now in warzone are just outright killing faster than the best guns a year ago mm-hmm. and so if you're not using those guns you're screwed you can't you have no chance and so yeah. you know that that's brutal and the fact that you know you almost have to play slower because if you if you do get caught off guard, you're dead. And there's, it just, that's it. And it's a BR game. And so, you know, it's slowing down the game. People are upset about that. And 
Um, it's also one of those things where, you know, if you don't get off to a good start and get your loadout, well, good luck because now those people are getting the gun and they're, they're just pumping yeah. you even harder. So it, it's almost like if you don't succeed right at the beginning of the game, get those loadouts going, you just lose. You might as well be fodder because you're not going to win those fights. Yeah. So Another yeah. thing that's really interesting about this to me, it's sort of taking the conversation in a different direction. I know that, so I'm, I won't milk it for too long. But another thing that's really interesting to me is that how how devs have to deal with something they never really had to deal with before. And that is with so many forms of social media and so many influencers on all of those platforms, like the way that they have to react to a very dynamic and vocal community is really interesting. It's, it's really interesting how communities are now helping shape the future of games in a way that they never really did before. You know, gaming, when we grew up, it was, here's the game. You buy it, you play it, you like it, or you don't. But right now it's, Hey, we made a game. You play it and you're like, I hate this. And and a hundred thousand other people are really against this thing. And so they're like, oh crap, okay, guys, we'll we'll go ahead and change it. We'll fix it. You know what I mean? And so it's like this is really interesting relationship between community and developer that is kind of unprecedented, quite frankly. Remember, the, the relationship also started because the developers in the studios now design the games to keep you coming back day after yeah. day, month after month. It's that continuation. And they want you to be investing all your free time into this game. So when they have attachments that do not do what they say, that's unacceptable. Cause it's like, it's yeah, it's like you're making a billion dollars off this franchise and you want me to continuously play the game. I would expect that if it says to lower recoil, it wouldn't increase recoil. That seems like a massive oversight. So yeah. It is kind of like, yes, they have to deal with a lot more. Of, I wasn't saying that's a defend no, no, developers, I, by the I way. I agree, but it's interesting. You're right. They have to deal with it quite a lot more of a vocal community. And sometimes the community is mad about the wrong stuff or they don't know what they're talking about. Like I've seen people get mad about, oh, this is overpowered or this is whatever. And they don't even understand what that thing really does right. or they're wrong right. about it. But at the same time, it's that it's a different relationship. It's like the, you want people coming back and playing your game constantly. If they do then they're going to find all these problems with it. It's just naturally mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah. That's absolutely right. But I think also the thing is, is I feel like with a lot of these companies, maybe it's harder than I think. A lot of it is like pretty basic stuff to fix is like this pump shotgun hits too hard. Draw the damage. damage. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, okay. And I, don't I think know. the thing, so the interesting part is the three guns that are absolutely cracked out of their mind in Warzone. And this will just be a really interesting aside. It's the FFAR and it's the M16 and it's the AUG. And all three of the, those guns are from the new Call of Duty, Call of Duty Cold War. And there was that integration where they took all of the guns from Cold War and put it into Warzone. And you can only get these guns. If you buy the new Call of Duty. So I don't think it's a stretch to say that maybe they let the time to kills of the newer guns be a little bit better. Because it's like, kind of like Stasis drove up Beyond Light Sales. Yeah. What a surprise, right? And so it's every like every character <laughs> in League of Legends, like, like comes out. I don't think it's that conspiratorial. I don't know where my tinfoil hat is. Where's your is, thing? But, <laughs> but like, maybe the chat can give me some tinfoil hats, but. I don't think it's that conspiratorial to say that maybe they let that time to kill be a little bit better, but in like in something like Warzone, and it, like you said, Tash, when something where you can guarantee get a gun, if it's a tiny bit better, it's the best. Yeah, you can't. You're not going to go with the second almost good. That you're going to go with the best every time. You need that every millisecond counts. So that that is another big thing. And like you said, it, it's pretty simplistic, but it's like they have Treyarch working on cold war they had infinity ward working on uh modern warfare and then raven studios i think is in charge of warzone so you got three different studios here doing these different call of duty games and it's like is raven sitting there and some guy gets an email and it's like all the files for the cold war guns and he's just kind of like <laughs> it's like Implemented. like literally it seems like that's what happened and that's why and 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 the, the the attachment systems are like somewhat similar but like the cold war attachments there's a cold war attachments that reduced flinch and infinite or sorry mon warfare didn't have anything like that so there's attachments that say reduce flinch and then in in warzone it does nothing because the that engine it wasn't designed around reducing flinch in an attachment so yeah. it's like these clearly it's like you have two different games trying to mesh in this third game yeah. and it's just causing a crap ton of problems interesting 
Well, that's uh, pretty much up for those main topics. Just wanted to uh, do quick a shout out. Again, I don't know why this is happening. It's it's kind of not showing all of the super chats. I'm going to have to go back and look, but we got one from Christopher Sharp for $100 single-handedly no! paying for the whiskey that TV drinks every day. He says, pay for half Do you of think it's going to pay for <laughs> Oh, my. Okay. So he said, can we get TV and Rick to once and for all figure out how to pronounce it's anti-op. Anti-op. You can say that, and that's Antiope? fine. Antiope? Can, I'm, There's I'm like not Antiope. a dick Antiope. What, what, are, what, are you, what are you saying, TV? It's Antiope or some no. dumb crap? <laughs> some dumb crap. Antiope. <laughs> it is a proper noun. It is the Antiope. name. It's Antiope. Yes, it's like cantaloupe. It's you are can- allowed. Here's the thing. You are allowed to say that if you want, but don't tell someone Honey, saying it correct. Can you bring me some cantaloupe Oh my god. Listen, if the if the person who invented the character says it's Antiope, it's Antiope. Alright. Wait, isn't it a gun? Antiope D or whatever in Destiny? Is that what we're talking about? Right, but it's named after a Greek mythological character. Are you Greek? You speak Greek? Okay, this This is good talk. It's a proper noun. It's a proper noun. We you got... know what? You're listen. You know what's interesting? Here, let's I, mute. Let's mute. Hold Cactus on, really I'm, quick. No, no. All right, we can't hear him now. Thank <laughs> you guys again for watching. Stop bullying me, and we will see you guys very soon. All right, bye.